honestly, I would tell myself to never hire my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Welcome to the Backyards of Key West podcast with your host, Mark Barato. Okay, so this is the Backyard to Key West podcast. My name is Mark Barato, and I'm with Trisha Coyne, pronounced like the silver dollar or the quarter. I like to give you the larger. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> a pe- penny. Yeah, no, no pennies, no pennies, <laughs> unless like one of those Indian head ones. But um, so I'm driving over here. I have a motorcycle, and I'm driving here. I live in Newtown, and I did a, a podcast earlier, so having the, you know, the excitement of doing that and rushing home and then doing a couple things for work and then coming back and I'm, I'm driving here and I'm like parked at the light on white street and smash it wasn't that aggressive, but some huge SUV smashes into the back of my motorcycle. Oh, God. Yeah. Luckily it wasn't really a smash. It was more of like a touch and there was no damage for me or the bike, except she was rattled beyond belief, of course. Sure. But, um, that was my little on my way over here story. Oh, <laughs> so if I'm sweating a little bit, it's from the heat and from the collision. Well, all your equipment seems to have survived, yeah, so that's the, good. Yeah, the, the equipment, I may have a broken leg, but the equipment is fine. And you made it up the stairs just fine, mm-hmm. <laughs> limping we, a little. We're, we're fine, we're fine. We're doing just great over here. So, um, I, we're very new to Key West, just a couple of months my family's been here, and I've been hearing amazing things about your restaurant. Oh, good. That's what we like to hear. Yes. And congrats <laughs> on the Bubba Awards, right? You just you just won a, a Bubba yes. Award. Best place to cure a hangover, second year in a row. Right. I'm sure you want it to be for like best dinner or, or whatever else that rather than curing of a hangover, because when I'm looking at your menu, I'm like, I get the curing of the hangover part, but I think there's a lot more to it than that. Well, I, I think it makes the chef want to cry a little bit that that's <laughs> yeah. what we've become known for. But it is, I mean, we do, it's so different. You know, our brunch is so gravy and biscuits and big and bad right. and you know then we get to dinner service and it's white tablecloth and candles right. and you know it's it is fun to have people who come in for one and then get to come see the other because it's just such a different service it's a different pace we have obviously we have crossover ingredients and stuff but it's really two we're really operating two separate concepts within the building and so that's what, fun. Yeah, what would you consider just the, your core menu? It's a Southern cuisine, or how would you describe it? Um, so usually, like, modern Southern cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically taking a lot of traditional stuff, but then Russ puts his own spin on it using more modern ingredients or different modern techniques. Like, I guess the um, sort of the most obvious would be our, our fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're doing it in a pressure fryer. Oh. So we're frying it to order. We're not, you know, frying it all off ahead of service or whatever, frying it to order eight and a half minutes. So we've got the, the technology behind it. Mm-hmm. It works like a pressure cooker, like locks down physically. Okay. Um, as so opposed to what would be the other way to cook it? Just, just dropping a, it like an open fryer, yeah. like a two basket, yeah. you know, just a traditional fryer. Um, so that pressure means we can do it at a lower temperature and we can do it faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that really helps keep the chicken super moist and juicy. Right. So we're taking traditional Southern things and, or like the fried green tomatoes, you know, he's using this Brussels sprout and kohlrabi slaw mm. on top of them. And so it's, 
not just, you know, your grandmother's Southern cooking. Right. It's trying to create something better out of that or different or new, I guess. Right, right. Now, you're a chef as well? No, I went to culinary school. Okay. Um, so I, I do have a culinary degree. Uh, my focus was, uh, my degree's in food and beverage management with a focus on wine. Um, so, I mean, technically, am I a certified culinarian? Yes, but I only go in the kitchen if they are just in absolute dire straits. Right, um, so you're like in front of the house most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Well, schmoozing and, and working with people, or what, what does your day-to-day look like? My day-to-day, um, honestly, my... I, Besides I do, of putting out fires. Which, which is probably my favorite part. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Problem solving and all that is, is what really gets me excited when we have something just go catastrophically wrong. And obviously, it's, it's tough. It's, <laughs> it's the hardest part emotionally and all that. But I love, um, like, for example, we had, um, right in January, we had a big piece of equipment go down in the kitchen. Wow. And Chef Russ and I spent all day figuring out, okay, what can we do? What can we borrow from our friends? And everybody was amazing. Everybody stepped yeah. up. Everybody I got in touch with is like, hey, let me see what I can give you. And, you know, cobbling together induction burners and butane burners and using, you know, the toaster from the manager Janice's house wow. to like her so brave like little the toaster. Oven that went out? Um, it was our range. Oh, so God. we uh, lost six, six burners, <laughs> oh, two man. ovens, a oh. broiler and a flat top on a Saturday. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was maybe a Friday, oh, man. but we made it through five days on wow. this like cobbled together setup. And that was so cool to see like our guys really step up and be like, okay, we're just, we're going to make it work. And, and we did, but that spending that day running around with Russ, figuring out, okay, what, just what can we do? These are the circumstances we've been given, and how do we fix this? Yeah, yeah. That's that's my favorite. Yeah. Um, the, the people, the interaction with people. I mean, I obviously I love you know people tend to react really well to our food and what we do and all that, which is fun. Um, I'm a pretty shy person myself, uh-huh. so that's not always my favorite part of it. Right. Um, so my day to day is, I mean, and then the wine program is really my favorite and we've been working with some new cocktail programs and stuff too, which has been fun. I mean, we're beer and wine, but creating spritzes and seltzers and stuff like that. Um, so if someone has a question about wine, you be the person they would, they would talk to generally. Yes. Here. I mean, that's it. it, I love, I love picking out the wines. I love talking about them. I love teaching staff about the wine. So, um, so yeah, I've moved into more of a kind of, I'm here weekday days and doing the administrative stuff and then have, I'm here usually Friday and Saturday nights, but um, so some of it is the paperwork and some of it is the physical and the interactive and all. And that's, I love that yeah. of having that balance. That's great. Cause your chef doesn't want to do any of that. I'm sure. And is happy that he's got somebody that loves to do that. Yeah. Well, and, and he's, he's actually great when he, he doesn't always love coming out of the kitchen to talk to customers, but yes. when he does, I mean, he's he's so good at it. He's right. so passionate and so knowledgeable. And yeah, I, I guess it is weird to find the person who like loves the spreadsheets more than anything else. Well, you're you're you love not running the business, but the business part of the the art that's happening here. Yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly right. I mean, I'm I really am not a creative person, but I love being able to take somebody who is creative and give them a forum to showcase that and, and right. be the You're one who them produ- the tools and everything to produce what's best. It's a joint effort, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's for sure. So that's that. I love that. And I love 
being able to show off what he can do because yeah. he's he's so good. He's so talented. Awesome. Uh, how long have you been in Key West? Um, so like consistently, I've been here for the last seven and a half years, um, and then. I spent a summer down here when I was in college. I was a dive instructor for South Point nice. Divers back in 2005. Wow. So, and that was your first time coming here or you came before that? That was, my parents had a house. So, okay. um, yeah, I was, I was 21 years old living in my parents' house and teaching scuba diving. It was yeah, awesome. It's like the best <laughs> in Key West. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, we were coming down, you know, consistently and then spent that summer and then, yeah, we were still, um, you know, I was coming down on vacation and stuff. Um, my parents had sold the house, but I was still coming down and, you know, everybody in Atlanta was doing this like modern Southern food. I mean, right. I swear, every, every, every other restaurant in Atlanta is that style. And we realized that nobody was doing anything like that down here. And it seemed that was kind of a period of time where Key West food scene, it, it, cause I feel like it really fluctuates. Yeah. Um, it goes through periods where there's all sorts of new stuff happening and then periods where it kind of stagnates. And, um, you know, eight years ago, that was a, part where it was kind of coming back up. Right. And so it just seemed like a concept that would really resonate down here. So moved down here. I worked for um, Latitudes uh -huh. for a while as a manager out there. And then, and then we did this. So you knew <laughs> when you were in school that you wanted to be in the restaurant business, right? That was a passion of yours from the beginning or? Um, so I, kind of a weird path. I, uh, my first degree was, I went to UCLA and I got a degree in marine biology. Mm -hmm. Um, and, I, after I, I moved down to Australia, I was working as a dive instructor down there, moved back to Los Angeles and I was working for a wastewater treatment plant. Okay. And I had an opportunity to go do an internship in South Africa, tagging and tracking great white sharks wow. down there. Right. Um, my boss at the treatment plant made it clear to me that if I left, I mean, of course they weren't going to hold my job, but yeah. he made it very clear that I would not be welcome back if I wow. left. And so I had to think about, you know, why, why did I get into this? Why did I get a degree in this in the first place? Yeah. I don't want to be doing bioassays on right. treated wastewater right. for the rest of my career. And so I went to South Africa. Um, and You're like, dude, I'm out of here. I'm tracking great rights. I'm, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go play with the sharks. Um, <laughs> so I did that. Which is, sounds so awesome, but like my biggest fear in the world is like being, I'll paint a picture. It's being in the airplane and it crashes into the water and I'm the only one <laughs> alive and I'm I'm floating with a mask because of course I have a mask where that can uh, of course all. yeah I, and I, I look down and and I just see an abyss with this little dot that is slowly <laughs> coming closer and closer and getting bigger and, and I'm bigger. like trying to figure out how I could break my own <laughs> neck before I get gobbled up but but that's the difference I'm a diver as well oh yeah and I've been diving in the Caymans and a lot of little places and it's like I'm super afraid of sharks but when you see one underwater your instinct is to go after it because you're like, Oh my God, this is like amazing is awesome. to see. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm swimming after them and I'm like, what, what are you doing? What are you right. going to do when you catch it? But right. well, no, and, and I mean the great whites were, they were, they were a lot of fun. Um, weird coincidence. There's a bartender who works here named Holly who did the exact same internship I did, but like eight years after I did it. Wow. Um, so yeah, she and I both did the same thing down in a uh, muscle Bay in South Africa. I mean, you just missed each other, right? Two key Westers. Yeah. Well, she's a lot younger than I am, but <laughs> Um, yeah, she's in Mozambique right now. She's coming back next week. Uh, okay. But, so you're tagging the sharks. Oh yeah. So I'm tagging the sharks and then I get back to Los Angeles and I don't have a job and you're like, I don't want to do waste anyway. Well, and, yeah. And so like the jobs that you can get in marine biology with a bachelor's degree, you know, you're, you're not going to be doing the big, I mean, some people do, but it's rare to be doing the like big fun stuff. Yeah. 
I figured I You're needed, like a scientist in a room, basically. Yeah. I need, and, I, and my coworkers were great. You know, it wasn't a bad job, but right. it wasn't what I really wanted to do. And so realized I needed at least a master's, if not a PhD, mm-hmm. uh, in order to do cooler What you wanted stuff. to do, right. Yeah. Um, and so I applied to programs and it was at the end of 2008, beginning of 2009, economy tanked, yeah. everybody's funding got slashed. Wow. Um, cause you know, if you're, if the universities are picking and choosing who's getting the funding, well, the cancer research keeps their funding, the shark research, yeah, maybe not it doesn't so much. Really. Uh, professors didn't take any students. And so I had to figure out, okay, if there's not going to be any money in marine biology for, a, I mean, not that there's ever any money, but you know. It was going to be hard for a long time. Yeah. So I right because the picture they were painting at that time was we're going to be in a recession for a long forever, time. Yeah, not that we we're going to get bailed out like a week later. Yeah, so there's that. <laughs> but so you know, I tried I tried working a desk job, and I just I hated that at the end of the day, all I had to show for it was a a document. You right. know, I was doing I was doing research, um, and uh, you know, I, I had been a dive instructor. I. I tried, I wanted so badly to be that like laid back boat girl, right? you know, just right. like cool, Living in Grand Cayman. chill boat girl. Yeah. It, I, that's just not my speed. Right. I tried. I wanted to, I really wanted we to just, be it's, like It sounds chill. like you had a love for the ocean and you love diving, oh, but yeah. that didn't mean you wanted to do that for your career. You just wanted to do it because you loved right. it. Right. I enjoyed teaching diving and everything. Um, but yeah, it just, I, it's just not my speed. I, yeah. I wanted to be that speed, but I'm not. Yeah. So um, yeah, so just kind of started trying to just trying out some other stuff and how'd you get to Atlanta? Cause Oh, I'm from Atlanta originally. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I grew up in Atlanta, went out to Los Angeles for school and then okay. back to Atlanta. Um, and so yeah, ended up just really, I, I really liked the balance of, yeah, I sat here all day and made spreadsheets and then you know, Friday night, I'm going to be talking to customers and running right. food and, you know, it, it had, and making cocktails and, you know, it has both of those elements. It has the hands on, which I liked about the diving, but it's got the intellect, the intellectual yes. side. Yeah. I like that about marine biology that there was, you know, you're, you're, you're doing physical work and then you're doing intellectual computer work as well. Right. And so the, re- even though they seem like very disparate industries, it, has that same kind of balance of the two. Yeah. The certainty and the uncertainty and you being in the this, chaos. Yeah. Right. So you <laughs> get to make that decision on cool. I could do the books tomorrow morning. I'm diving into the chaos tonight because oh, yeah. I want to. And that's the beauty of you. That's the, there's the beauty of you running your own business and being in your own business that you get to choose that. And then there's the pain of running your own business that, that it falls on your shoulders because it's your business, right? Yeah. Oh, and there's some days that, you know, I just don't have the customer service face on, but I need to. And, yeah. you know, I mean, of course it's you do what you have to do, but yeah, right. exactly. I, I get to kind of live both sides of it, which, which is fun and which I, right. which I actually really enjoy and has worked for me. So. so you're in Atlanta and you're like, cool, I want to do Southern. I want to be in, involved in the Southern cuisine and it's not going to work for me here in a hugely crowded space. Right. So you're like, let me, tried in Key West or you're just like, I'm going to Key West or you're like, let me just dabble a little. So this was actually Firefly was my capstone project in culinary school. Wow. So through each of our classes, you know, you take management by menu, you work on your menu, you take food service technology, you pick what POS system you're going to use, you know, all this stuff. And all of that kind of culminates into your um, senior portfolio. 
and I won my portfolio show, which you know, judged by all the all it's like industry. a thesis, right? But yeah, right. And then we go and present it to industry professionals, and I won the portfolio show with Firefly, a Southern restaurant in Key West. Wow. Um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> like, I guess I better do it if I. <laughs> yeah, we just I just kind of kept going with it, and it continued to seem like a good idea, and then moved down here and. Yeah, it just kind of kept making sense, and so. But you didn't just dive are. right into this. You said you started working at uh, in management. Yeah, in I was at place. Latitudes, yeah. um, and I've been managing restaurants in Atlanta before I moved down. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get a little bit of a feel yeah. for you know the joke. Actually, at one of the restaurants that I was working at in Atlanta, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna take Key West by storm," and like, no, yeah. nobody wants to do that. Like, right. and I knew Key West well enough yeah. from having been down here before that. The locals, yeah, you're some asshole from up north, and you're just like, oh, hey, I'm going to open a restaurant. Yeah. You don't know anybody. You don't know how things work. I mean, and of course, I've learned way more now than I knew after I'd been here for you know a year and a half, whatever. Um, yeah, running a business is different than visiting oh, yeah. or working for somebody else. Oh, too. yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've learned a lot, but I wanted to take some time to get to know, get the lay of land a little bit and get some level of credibility and, you know. And, and now being here for this period of time, what would you tell yourself? Like if you were just starting out again, like you're shopping, you see this location, you're like, all right, you get the lease, you're starting here. And then you appear a little older <laughs> and say, okay, here's what you need to do. Um, honestly, I would tell myself to never hire my ex-boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> no, it, I mean, he, he's, he was a, he was a creative guy, but, uh, it just, it wasn't the best for business. It, it, it just was not a, a good fit. I, I will never work with a significant other ever again. Um, but thankfully yeah. we had Russ with us from the beginning as well, who I'm like, Oh God, my ex is never gonna hear this right now. He's not gonna hear it. No, uh, <laughs> it's not that popular. This isn't that popular. And if, if you if are, it gets that we're popular. sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, we're sorry. sorry. Um, no, but Russ, Russ, Russ really was the was a standout, and he was so professional and experienced and all that. And so, um, and how'd you meet him? Uh, through actually through my ex, they were working together at Louis Backyard. Uh -huh. um, Russ was a chef de cuisine upstairs at Louis, and left there to come do this with us. And wow. so he took a, he took the reins, and has just been just killing it he's so good he's he's awesome wow so you like lucked out that you weren't chewing through chefs and you had one that yes you've yeah. now stuck with and yeah it's yeah, like a partner and, right yeah absolutely i mean yeah. he's he's done great things he's been here from the beginning and knows knows everything so yeah so tell me um a couple of stories on say opening night right you open and you're like were you expecting something and didn't or expecting worse and got better tell me about that um, well, so our opening, um, so, so you're new in town. Have you been to the Goombay Festival? Or yes. Are you aware of it? Okay. Yes. Um, so obviously that's on Petronia yes. Street that happened. We, we have to be a part of Goombay. Right. And as we were getting ready to open, so I closed on the building August 1st. We were shooting for October 1st. Um, we opened October 16th. And then Goombay was two days later. Right. So you're like kicking it off with a bang right into Fantasy Fest and Goombay. Right. And, and we're, I mean, and so I'm, you know, our, 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 our poor contractor, I'm like, just, I don't care what it takes. Like we have to be open for Goombay. Just whether people come in the doors or not, just the perception yes. of walking down Petronia street and seeing, Oh, Hey, there's this new place open. Right. Um, so we pushed really, really hard to get open for Goombay, which I will never open a restaurant on that kind of deadline of like, it has to happen like this ever again, because 
it was, you know, um, what was it? Uh, but you already got your certificate of occupancy and like you got all that right before. Oh yeah. So it was just like a working restaurant was, oh, yeah, was certain, what you were working on with the contract. But certain things of like, okay, you know, we get an inspection, somebody wants us to move something, you know, whatever. And it's, you get to that point and you're like, how much money do I have to pay to whom to fix this? Right. And it's not and like that really. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not, it's not a good place to put yourself in. Um, so yeah, so we, we, I mean, we had our opening night next day, and then all of a sudden, it's Goombay, which is a totally different world. I mean, this will be our seventh year doing it, and it's still just, it's all these street vendors, and yeah. the streets are closed, and I mean, it's it's just a completely different setup. Um, and so, I honestly, I barely remember it. It's such a blur that we were, like, trying to sell alcohol on the street in our, like, the spaces that we rented, and we're not right. allowed to sell alcohol on the street, so we're like, okay pull all the tables back, put them on our property. Well, right. now we're on our property. So yes. now we can, you know, right. And now and we have, we have a good relationship with the Goombay organizers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but so you weren't during that festival, you're not trying to drive traffic into the restaurant. It's more like out outdoor things. Cause people are walking by or people just happen to come in anyway. We, we do both. Um, we are actually almost dead even between what we sell outside and what we sell inside wow. during Goombay. Cause people want air conditioning yes. or people want to sit on the balcony and watch everything go by. Yeah. Or, it must be sold out up here for sure. During that oh, time. Yes. People are like, I gotta get up there. Um, but yeah, so we do have people coming in to get, Drinks, get air conditioning, get some food, whatever. And then we always sell food out on the street yeah. as well. Um, our friend Joe Tripp will let us borrow his, like, he has a huge smoker that he made out of a, uh, a propane tank. And, wow. you know, so we'll, you know, smoke different meats. And we change it up every year, but we'll always have food, alcohol, games, you know, whatever we can cool. do to. So you'll do like off menu for outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. so cool. Yeah, we've I had like it. having the big uh, smoker out there, right? Because you're like, let's just you know, go wild and do whatever we want yeah. for that. Yeah, exactly. We did <laughs> frog legs one year. Nice. I know we were talking about um, your kid, my boyfriend's kid. I loved it. I think Tiber was six years old. We did frog, fried frog legs for Goombay, and that was like he just loved them. Right. Like all about the like he is not a kids menu kind of kid. Yeah. Like all about the frog legs. <laughs> that was super cool. He was like chewing on those frog legs. Oh yeah, down to the bone. Yeah, for sure. It was <laughs> God, awesome. That's great. That's great. So, um, what business would your friend say that you're in? Like, if I was interviewing them right now, and I was like, "What does she do?" Like, like what do I do all day? Yeah. Um, would they say you own a restaurant? Would they say you're? A sommelier, would they say you're schmoozing? Would they say, what would I they say? I think they would say I own a restaurant. I okay. own and run, okay. you know, like, yeah, the, the, the day-to-day just Or she's like, writing the checks. she's our bar hookup. That's what they would say. Like, <laughs> I come here, I go to the bar, I get some free wine. And- uh, no, I, I, I'm not <laughs> sure I'd categorize myself as that necessarily. Um, yeah, I mean, we try to take care of our friends. Yeah, of but, course. Yeah, I, I think probably the people that know me well would agree that, yeah, the... It's the numbers and logistics and you know, all that. Um, I'm not. I'm not the one who's wandering around the restaurant. I mean, I have a glass of wine with me right now, but I'm not wandering around the restaurant with a glass of wine. You know, introducing myself as the owner and right. that's just not. It, t- right. it actually took me a long time to be comfortable with being the face of Firefly at all. Right. Um, you know that kind of putting yourself out there like that. And I was I was, I was 29 when we opened, wow. and so I think I was just very like afraid of people seeing me as being too young, too naive, too, and I probably was, but you know, right. <laughs> whatever. 
Well, the thing is, you said you're a little bit of an introvert. So being like that, it's like having to wander around in front of strangers, putting on a smiley face and talking to them is draining, right? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert too. And when I go to like a party and I'm there all night, I go home and I'm like, I'm done for the rest of the weekend. Like I need to hibernate. I'm exhausted. I'm drained. Whereas other people, they get all hyped up from that. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, people who are full-time bartenders, I can't imagine having that level of interaction all right. the time. And, you know, for me at least, I'm, you know, I'm seating people at their table, I'm checking on them, you know, we might have a little bit of a conversation, but that just constant chat. Yeah, you're in control of it. You could be like, oh, cool, thanks, it was nice talking to you, and I'm going to go in the back <laughs> yeah, and relax exactly. for a little bit, or, or do some numbers or whatever else I need to do. Right, if you're behind the bar, you're, you're stuck, it. you're yeah. there, yeah. No, I would feel like I'm pinned in the corner, and I would just be like, I have to attack to get out of here. Right. <laughs> so, Although behind the bar, I do feel more like, and it's, I don't bartend very often, but when I do, I, I do feel more comfortable because it, it sort of gives you a reason to be there yeah. where like as a manager, you're approaching a table, interrupting their conversation, like, Hey guys, how's everything? You yeah. know, it just kind of comes, I, I find that harder from a social standpoint. Well, there's like finesse to doing that too, because I hate being uh, at a restaurant and being, and whether it's the waiter or whoever, and I'm in, in mid sentence, and they're like, "How's everything going?" And I'm like, well, "I don't know. You can just wait. Give me, give me a breath to to pause before you come and talk to me. I don't know how it's going yet. You right. know, so that you have to know when is the appropriate time to like jump in there and go, "Hey guys," you know. I mean, it's right. And I'm I'm terrible at waiting tables. I mean, that's actually we we're just working on the schedule and we've got a bunch of people out of town next weekend just coincidentally. And so I'm like, Oh, I think I'm waiting tables on Sunday brunch. Oh God. Yeah. Just that, yeah. That, that flow, that timing, Yeah. how long do I leave you to look at the menu before right. I go check on you? And I mean, luckily we have awesome servers here who are great at that. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> That's <laughs> a little bit person. of an art to be able to do that to like, oh, yeah. you know, know people and know when's the appropriate time. Cause I've had some great servers before and I couldn't tell you why they were so great. Yeah. I just know that they appeared when I wanted them to appear and disappeared when I wanted them to go and I didn't have to say anything. And right. It was perfect. Well, and for us, it's always like, and I get, I don't know if it's Key West, whatever, but if I, if I'm in the mood to chat with my server, I'm going to sit at the bar. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Because we're, you know, we want to chat. Um, we, uh, my boyfriend and I went to prime the other night, uh, cause we were celebrating and we walk up to the bar and we usually sit at the bar there. And there were three other couples that we knew who all happened to be at the bar as well. Right. We were having a celebratory evening. I wanted to sit at a table. Yeah. I didn't want to right. you know, chat and socialize, which normal. Uh, 80% of the time, we're at the bar Me chatting too. and socializing. My wife and I are always at the bar because I like having the control of sitting at the bar and then we're together. We're not being bothered as much. And then when we want to go, we just get up and go, pay and go. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but sometimes you, you want that table and you, you, but if I'm sitting at the bar, I want to chat. But if I'm at a table, like, yeah, check on me. Awesome. Exactly. But maybe we're looking to have a little more of an intimate evening. So try to make sure that that. I, I talk to our servers about that a lot, um, especially some of our more um, gregarious servers. Uh-huh. Read your table. Yeah. Do they want to chat with you or are they having a romantic evening? Right. And making sure that you're aware of that and what kind of level of interaction they're Yeah, you got to have for. some serious EQ or it's just not going to work for you. Yeah, to be like, ex- exactly. Hey, and they're like, get out of here. Uh, how would you say the business has changed since you started? Like the industry in general or Firefly specifically? Firefly specifically and then Key West. Okay. Um, 
I mean, Firefly, we've we've definitely gotten you know systems in place. It's it's a much more organized place. I mean, we were a little we were a little wild back in the day. You yeah. know, I <laughs> I remember um, in like our first year, um, somebody be like, "Oh, Chef Russ needs to see you in the kitchen," and I'd be like, "Shoot." What's wrong? Something's wrong. We've run out of something. You know, whatever. Get in the kitchen. It's like, woo, shots of fireball. Yeah. And then the next time, somebody'd be like, oh, Russ needs to see you in the kitchen. I'd be like, yes, I'm getting fireball. And something's gone horribly wrong. Right. The oven's (laughs) broken. You're like, where's the fireball? Exactly. He's like, yeah, get the fireball. (laughs) Now we need the fireball. Um, Yeah. Um, So, yeah, like, I, I think we were we were younger and then the restaurant was a little crazier and our staff was a little crazier. And I mean, even, even the neighborhood, I mean, Bahama village has just uh, the house next door was, it was Mr. Chapman's house and it it was, it was falling apart. And now, um, this couple has, you know, really made it beautiful. All of Bahama village has just become and Petronia street. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, we've all grown up and we take it all a lot more seriously than we did. Um, you know, the restaurant industry, like I said, it, 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 continues to go through these fluctuations where you get all sorts of new places and then kind of gets a little more stagnant and then you kind of start to see another upswing. And I think, I think we are, I mean, it's, it's summer, so obviously certain things are closing or whatever, but overall I think we are seeing another upswing sort of post hurricane Irma people kind of coming back and doing new stuff, exciting stuff, you know, stuff that, like we're talking about, you know, Miami, yeah. you being from Miami, that we we don't get a lot of the new trendy things right. down here. And so I think we're we're I think we're seeing another. Yeah, another. well that's what everybody there especially likes. It's like the hottest new thing. They just want to bounce on whatever's hot right there, whether it's good or not. And that's a lot of that that's there. And and Miami's getting hurt a little bit right now because of the fact that it's such a beach community. Like people will go there on vacation for the partying, for the restaurants and for the beach. And the beach is getting killed with what's going on with all this crap coming up. Whereas it's coming and hitting us too. You know, I'm driving on the ocean and I'm getting that stench too, but people don't come to Key West to go to the beach because it's never been the best beach city anyway. Yeah. So I don't think that's hurting. I don't think that's hurting the city that that's happening. Maybe this heat, like how was your June? Was June any different than it was last year? We've we've been having a killer summer. Awesome. Honestly, I awesome. can't I can't complain at all. That's good. Um, That's good. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just been boiling hot for in June. June. That's about it. it. I, and I swear, I mean, I've I've always like I grew up in Atlanta. I'm I'm used to heat, yeah. and I feel like you know, and I, I don't I don't break a sweat very often. Uh, but this summer, like I've been complaining about the heat a little bit. This yeah. summer, <laughs> it's been hot. Are you are you thinking of just staying with the one restaurant here, uh, opening another one in Atlanta, or anything like that? Um, I know we've actually got um, I've got a lease signed here in Key West, so we're working different concept or different concept. Nice, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's so, exciting. We can leave it at that. It's we like, can leave it, it at that. I know. I, I, I almost told you to there. like interview me in like a few weeks instead. To, yeah. um, to well, we could do a part two it, after. Sure. And, and, yeah. And announce the the newest things that are happening. You're opening that uh, that Slurpee bar down the road. Yeah, yes, that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, hopefully like October, mid October. But like I said, I'm not. I'm not putting a date, like a hard right. date like I did for Firefly because it was just, it I don't was know how you did way that too much. I deal with, with contractors and I deal with the city with, cause we have a new home and, and we're doing some things to it. And it's like worse than Miami, not 
the city's worse. It's just that the process of getting things approved are very slow and take a very long time. Oh yeah. We, we had to do just some necessary construction here and it was, I mean, even after we got approval from the city, just finding a contractor took yeah. me forever. So yeah, no, in retrospect, the fact that we got the whole thing done in two and a half months here was like, and we built the bar, we put in a walk-in and you know, we, we, we did some, some stuff and yeah. Well, shout Actually. out to, to Kenna Construction. They did. Uh, they were my contractors, oh, yeah. and they're doing good stuff with us. We had a Ke- Kenmar, Kenmar did here, and yeah, they they did, they got it done fast. I'll give them that. I, I see that. You, I've you heard good things it. about Kenna. Actually, yeah. I don't think he does. He only does uh, residential, right? I believe so. I believe so. So yeah, just in just Key West, I think too. Yeah, Key West being a small town, but a lot of people coming here. What do you do yourself to stay relevant? Are you traveling a lot? Are you going to a lot of different restaurants? Are you reading or what are you doing? Um, you know, I, I hadn't been as much um, until we started working on the new place. And uh-huh. then it really just kind of, I think, lit a fire under me and Russ of, of just kind of, okay, what what's happening? What's new? That's why we went to Miami last weekend was to right. go just try some stuff the out and see. And stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I have really, really talented friends in Atlanta who are all in the industry. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm, I'm seeing what they're doing and what they've got going on that's new and, and different. Um, and then uh, we had a, a manager who had been working at another place and I'd heard she had left and she was only in town for a couple. That's actually who we went and hung out with in uh, Miami, Jen. Um, but she was so, I knew that she was really on top of like the cocktail scene. Right. And so she only had a couple more months in Key West. So I said, great. Why don't you come on, be a part-time manager with us and develop a new cocktail program for nice. us. Um, which she did not, you know, it, so much of my time is taken up doing the administrative stuff that it was nice to be able to pass that off to somebody else who yeah. I knew. And, and she, she killed it with all these cool new spritzes and stuff. And so and just having somebody else who I knew had her finger much more on the pulse yeah. than I did just to say, okay, you know what, let me put this on to you and task right. you with this. And, and yeah, she did an awesome job. Yeah. Because I'm sure as a, as an owner of the restaurant, you, you're like, okay, these are the dishes that people just love and keep coming back for, but we need to keep things fresh too, because I don't like just going to a restaurant myself and it's like two years later and it's like the same exact menu with like one special. So. You know, Key West is funny on that because we, when we first opened, we were changing the menu just constantly. Yeah, that's and a little much. People, too, right? people hated the fact yeah. that, you know, you come in, you get, you know, chicken and waffles, and then you tell your friend about it. He comes in and, there's no chicken and we don't have yeah. it. And people got really mad about that. So we had to, we, it, finding that balance of, okay, how many specials should we do? How right. often do we do them? Um, so like right now we do a catch of the day at night. We do a catch of the day and a vegetarian special. Mm-hmm. Every night. Right. And then, you know, he'll add other stuff on top of that. And then we've been doing a spritz of the day and a, sel- a hard seltzer of the day. So we're doing some specials, but keeping our core very. Yeah. I guess because it's, 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 you specialize in one particular cuisine. It's like w- people come here for that kind of food. Why you, they, they're not coming here for like a, like a T-bone. They may be coming for something else. Right. So why change that up so often? I guess it makes a lot of sense. Right. Well, and also, I mean, we, I'd say, actually, this summer we've been pretty surprisingly tourist heavy. Like we have a good, we have a good local crowd. Um, but I'd say probably sixty forty tourists to locals, or maybe even more than that for tourists. But so many of them find us on Yelp, 
And we get actually a lot of, um, we get Asian tourists in town. A lot of them come here. And I don't know if it's because we're like an American regional cuisine or, um, but generally we found they are actually, they're, they're from China and they will oftentimes take out their phone and point at pictures of Yelp asking, oh, can we order this? Can we order that? Um, And I mean, and it happens all the time and it's, it's really cool. It's not a niche that I ever thought we would be serving necessarily, but there are nights where, I mean, the vast majority of our customers are Chinese. Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes so much sense when you say it because it's like you can get a lot of other foods that are found in America there, but I don't think there's a lot of Southern. Southern. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Or I don't know if it's because, because we do well on Yelp and they're, they are all very much Yelpers. They're, yeah pulling it up to point at pictures to try to, to order. And a lot of times it's frustrating. It's like, no, that was a special. No, yeah. that's on brunch. It's dinner, you know, right. trying to get that across. So, um, yeah. So Yelp is your big, the, your big tool that has been bringing you all the new business, all the, the tourists. I think, I mean, you know, we, we obviously, there's word of mouth, which is so of important course, in Key West. Um, and so hotels and concierge and all that. Yeah, and we and we don't really do much with like concierge programs and stuff. It's more the people who you know really right. They love it. That's why they they're it's genuine. It's not that we yes. are compensating people. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, Yelp seems to be just a, a really huge. For some reason, Yelp not TripAdvisor. I don't know why TripAdvisor just doesn't like us nearly as much as Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think Yelp is more for cuisine and restaurants and bars and stuff. And TripAdvisor is like, I can go stay in a hotel or I can go on this excursion somewhere. Well, and TripAdvisor, I think, is a little bit more of like looking for like the deals and, you know, right. what's cheap, where Yelp is more, it's, it's the foodies, yeah. you know, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. which is, which is, which is our crowd for sure. That's I mean, good. of course. Fine. I like it. What about social, social media marketing, anything on, on that front? I'm, I'm trying to learn Instagram better. Um, we actually, uh, one of our bartenders who's significantly younger than I am is kind of helping, talking me through, okay, well, she was teaching me earlier today what, what a story is and what's <laughs> different between a story versus right. like a post. And, uh, one of the restaurants that we went to in Miami, like tagged me in their story because they used the picture that I posted that I, I'm, I'm too old for this. I you are not like even close so to too old for this. I'm too old for this. You're not even. I, I, I tried to learn how to use Snapchat one time. It was just embarrassing. Well, but. I, that's hard because the interface is totally different than everything else. But well, like Facebook, I feel like Key West like runs on Facebook because it's like small town. I want to see who's bartending where, who's doing what, who's out. Like Key West Facebook is like its own thing. It's so funny because coming down here and this being my world, social media and marketing like that, it's like people don't even have a website. It's like. Go to my Facebook page. Yeah. That's my website. It's a crazy. Yeah, no, I, I, we were actually just talking about that with the new restaurants. Do, do, do you need a website? And I think the answer is yes. You need a place where people can easily find your menu yeah. and know that it's your official up-to-date menu and not some random thing somebody posted. But Well, the thing is, it's you just you do everything and you let the customer decide which medium they like to find you on. Yeah. Instead of go, no, it's just going to be Facebook. It's like, well, if some 25-year-old is like, that's for grandpa, they want to be on Instagram, you better have some stuff on there. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we're so trying work to... those stories. Work those stories. I gotta, yeah, I'll figure out the stories. That's okay. That's where you can have fun. Think of it like it's a fun place to showcase stuff that disappears and no one needs to worry about it. Okay. Whereas the See, that was helpful. <laughs> yeah, whereas a regular Instagram, it's like you're posting it there. You could delete it, but you're posting it there, and it's more like your look and feel that you want. Stories could be like the chef in the back, 
us up here, the construction, what's with this construction, you know, whatever you want to do could be done because it's more of like tongue in cheek and no one expects anything to be perfect on that. Okay. Yeah, she, uh, the bartender was telling me that, yeah, I took a video of my, I had grits for lunch today. And yeah, I took, took a video of, what, yeah. of, of me like stirring the grits. She's like, that should have been a right. story. We want to see you post. stirring grits. All right. Yeah. Our More grits, grits are awesome. We have them shipped down from Anson Mills in South Carolina. They Ooh. mill them to order for us. We love them. Nice. I'm definitely coming in for some of those grits. Yes, you should. Our grits um, are amazing. So any recommendations for people wanting to get into this type of business? Oh, um... I think with culinary school for people who want to be chefs, uh-huh. I think I know a lot of a lot of quote real chefs kind of look down on the culinary school graduate. Um, as far as in my role, my food and beverage management degree has was actually very worthwhile. Mm. Um, if anything, and I've actually told um, one of my teachers from culinary school, I wish they had had a maintenance class, like one quarter of simple, you know, air conditioning, coolers, a right. little bit of plumbing, you know, all that. I think that is something that I've learned so much about. Right. Um, you know, I, I grew up in the like, oh, how do you change a tire? Oh, you call AAA. Right. Like, Right. And now you're over here like fixing the toilet. <laughs> right. And it's, it's so funny because my sister is actually her, um, her husband, uh, renovates their houses. And so they just, you know, keep flipping houses. Right. So she knows all this stuff too. Yeah. And she's like, how did this happen? That like the coin sisters ended up like having a conversation about air conditioning troubleshooting. Right. Right. <laughs> the least likely. They're like, I don't want dirt <laughs> on my face, but like you're like underneath the car changing the oil. Now. Oh yeah. I mean, well, I, I don't know cars at all, but yeah, I mean, you, you, want me to fix your air conditioning like i've gotten pretty good at it Uh, but i've gotten good at it over yeah the course of the last six years and and our our repair guys are all so cool about like showing me like hey you could do this yourself let me show you how to do it. that's awesome um yeah which is great um so yeah i mean experience is so important but you also and you're going to be making it up as you go along and so it Definitely having having the experience, being able to talk knowledgeably about what you're doing, having not just, like I said, school I think was important for me because most management jobs, unless you're, you know, I worked under a couple of general managers who were really cool, who did take me into the, okay, this is the spreadsheet that I'm using for inventory and ordering and setting right. par levels and all that stuff. But like, for the most part, you're not learning that. Yeah. Um and that's where school really came in handy. But then just sort of the day-to-day of, yeah, how do you fix this? How do you deal with this problem? That you have to learn. Right. Like one year of running on. the restaurant, you learn probably more than you'd learn in all of school. Oh, for sure. So that's like digging into it uh, is the only way to do it. So if you want to get in the business, I would say start working in restaurants. Well, and that, you know, I, I was... Luckily, I did both simultaneously. Yeah. So I was in culinary school right. while also working for restaurants and management, and you know all that kind of came together. But um, did yeah. you did you have any moments when you were taking a class and then the professor maybe has been out of the the business for so long that they're like you know saying one thing and you're like that's complete horseshit that that'll 
That is that is absolutely. You raise your hand. You're like, no, it it's really doesn't work that way. Well, I, I will say there was a weird. So I went to the Art Institute of Atlanta, and I had some teachers who were absolutely phenomenal and life changing. And there are also people who attend school there, and then now they're certified chefs, but they can't get a job because they haven't worked in the industry right. and they end up working for the school yeah. and teaching. Right. And so they're teaching, you know, the book when they haven't really right. spent you're like time in, in the right. industry. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would not claim that I was so experienced at the time when I, I mean, I, I was just still learning and doing internships and, you know, started getting into management as I was finishing up my program. So right. there were, there were, there was a big difference between the people in those classes who were actually industry versus people who yeah, were theorists. just exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you haven't worked at a restaurant in like 10 years, buddy. That's but, funny. but it was, I mean, it was very worthwhile and it was very, you know, you could get out of that program without learning a whole lot. But if you were willing to put in the time, which I was, cause I was, old, you know, I, I already had a degree. I yeah. was older. I had a lot more understanding of how expensive it was. I mean, when I was at UCLA, I was like sorority social chair. I was not working real hard Um, (laughs) to be honest. Sorry, dad. Um, (laughs) But uh, as if you are, as if he didn't know that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, then when I went back to school, it was like, okay, I know what I want to do. I am focused. I'm going to get everything I can out of this program. And, And I did. And yeah, I loved it. Awesome. What, um, name something that people don't know about what you do at, at the business here. So they're like, yes, you run the rest your restaurant and, and you do all these things. What's one thing besides maybe the changing the toilets? Yeah, so the, the, the air conditioning repair right. is really what I'm, <laughs> what I'm proud of. So they would be shocked. Your friends were back <laughs> home and be like, or all your sisters at the sorority be like, wait a minute. Did, yeah. She's back there changing the coolant. I don't believe it. I think, I think I, uh, what we have, we have an, awesome dishwasher who's been with us for years and he's just super cool. Um, and, uh, I think I gained his respect the day that I reached down into the drain underneath the dishwasher. So underneath the dish machine and it was clogged and I, I was wearing a dress that day and I'm, you know, hands and knees and I reached down to my shoulder and pulled out a ramekin, like a metal ramekin had fallen down and that's what was clogging it. Yeah. We didn't have to pay the plumber to do it. Right. <laughs> and in, na- on. in nasty dishwasher water yeah. up to my shoulder. I think that's the day that Ricardo was like, all right, he she's gave me cool. the wink. He was like, all right, you're with me, girl. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that's the end of the business type okay. questions. Now we have the personal ones. Sure. Everybody always gets nervous, but they're really not that personal. They're, just, they're, pretty, <laughs> okay. they're pretty basic. Like your favorite event to attend in Key West. Ooh. Now, I just interviewed somebody, and he had a restaurant, and he said, I would typically say anything Fantasy Fest, but I wanted Fantasy Fest to be over so quickly because he used to own the porch. So it was like I was dead by the end of that. that oh, I yeah. Really was it Chris or Keith? Keith. <laughs> um, they're both. I mean, I, 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 went, I attended both of their weddings, actually. Oh, nice. Chris's awesome. wedding in New Orleans and Keith's wedding in Scotland. That's, that's what we did for the hurricane. Oh, is really? We, Keith's wedding coincided perfectly with Hurricane Irma. So there were like hell yeah, let's get a- 40 or 50 of us in Scotland so for the wet, cool. for the uh, for the hurricane. So anyway, um, Fantasy Fest for us here is like not a big thing. Goombay right is a lot of work, um, but after that's over, you know people people aren't really coming to Bahama Village during Fantasy Fest. So I, I do like Fantasy Fest. Honestly, 
what I thought you were going to say is with other restaurant owners, the trade shows, the wine trade shows uh-huh. are some of the most fun events because everybody's there. You've got all this free wine yeah. and, and, and great wine. And you just kind of like wander around and see all of your other industry friends. And so that's like a non-Key West event you love going to are these. But they're, but they're here. Oh, they are. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, they I didn't do, know that. Um, yeah. At least a couple of the companies do trade shows in like November, December. Where do um, they do them? The Marriott Beach side. Okay, um, cool. And so, yeah, no, they're, they're... I'm gonna have to sneak in and be like, yes, I'm opening a new restaurant. I must try they're, your wine. They're super fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I also love wine, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I do. I, I that's, do like That's a perfect guys. answer. You're like, you know what? Let me tell you what I really like. None of that touristy crap. I like drinking all that wine and socializing with drinking my friends. Drinking all that wine with a bunch of other restaurant owners who, you know, I, I love people who geek out about the same things that I do. I mean... <laughs> the fact that, you know, we're trying to figure out um, the hood system for the new place. And I've had a few other people that are just like, like I had a guy, a friend who um, owned a restaurant. He came in like he wasn't even coming in for dinner. He's just like, hey, did you figure out that hood yet? Are actively excited about right. like what kind of dishwasher you're using right. or something like right. industry <laughs> geeky now for yeah. sure. Yeah. Weird, That's awesome. Weird no, no, I mean, I mean you're, it's your life. So you're like, oh my God, we got this new dishwasher. It's clean to like 10 seconds faster. Right, exactly. And yeah, I like I like people who are enthusiastic about that stuff. <laughs> what about your favorite local restaurant besides Firefly, of course? Oh, um, I love Azure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely one of our like breakfast, brunch go- go-tos, but their dinner is also amazing. Um Oh, that's such a hard question. Uh, <laughs> you could stop there because you don't want to. You could say all the rest of them since you're in the business, and you don't want to. Yeah, no, that was the first one that came to mind. But awesome. we, I mean, we eat, we eat out several times a week. That's that's my hobby, yeah. <laughs> you know. And I like seeing what other people are doing. So yeah, I know we. I I everywhere. love our restaurant scene. Everywhere is what is the everywhere answer. all of them. What about especially best? all of them that I'm friends with the owners? Yes. you know who you are. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, what about your uh, best place for local music? I mean, obviously the parrot is awesome. Yeah. Um, That's I'm, like the go-to answer is the parrot. Sure. But, uh, but I'm actually like, because uh, I'm getting old, so it can be a little loud for me sometimes with the parrot. <laughs> um, so I really like um, the Sunset Tiki Bar over yeah. at the Galleon. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like that's always like a good level of music that it's, you know, fun yeah. to go watch. That was Keith's answer but, too. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, what about, uh, best place for happy hour? We've been, so, uh, my boyfriend Landon is a DJ on pirate radio oh, cool. and their station is up above Dante's. Okay. So we've been going to like, and Dante's was, I mean, I'd been, but it wasn't really on my radar. Yeah. Uh, but since he started working up there, we've been going to Dante's for happy hour a lot. And yeah, like the, the pricing's really good. Awesome. Bartenders are all fun, you know? It can be awesome people watching for sure, but and their their food's good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, it is good. I mean, for being being, I have a pool, but I like going out to other pools. It's just the thing. Yeah, my totally. kid, I take him to all the pools. We go everywhere. We've got a couple of towels. I'm not going to say from what places, but the ones that they don't allow the locals to go to, we just walk in with a towel. Like, what are you doing? Yes, I'm in room uh, 205 Underhill, and they let us go in, in there. But <laughs> nice. um, but going to Dante's is is always great because. It, the people watching is amazing. The food is good. And it's, you know, it's a fun place. Sometimes yeah, it gets no. cra- a little too crazy, but that's part of the fun. <laughs> right. Exactly. But yeah, you sit at the bar, kind of tuck in. It was funny. We went, um, we brought 
Landon's eight-year-old son with us, um, just like like get lunch at Dante's, and yeah. it was, I don't know, was it like a Saturday or a Sunday, but it was like full on. Like there was a line out front of them carting people, and like we went in, sat at the bar. They didn't say anything about the fact that we had an eight-year-old with yeah. us, and he's like, "Do you think it's twenty-one and up?" I'm like, "I'm not sure." It's like, and you wonder why like conks think that they can just get away with anything yeah. because you were like, "Oh yeah, well it's twenty-one and up," but with not Tiber, like he's right. fine. You know, yeah. you guys are local. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> grows up here, like completely outside of the rules. <laughs> of course, yeah. But that's the thing too. It's like anywhere else. Like I could bring my kid into any bar here that doesn't even serve food, and like we could belly up to the bar together, and he could drink like apple juice, and I can have a beer, and they're fine with that. But any place else, like in Miami, like excuse me, sir, you cannot have that child sitting here. I'm like, he's not gonna like drink a martini. What's the problem? <laughs> right. I like told him to taste this beer and he threw up. So what I mean, what's he going to do? But that's Yeah. That's Landon's plan is when Typer does get like older to just have him like the, the skunkiest, craziest, yeah. you know, whatever beer. Yeah, just, beer. Look, let's be honest. Beer tastes like crap. I mean, it's just how it is. Now, as you get older, your taste buds get adjusted because you're like the, the anxiety from my day needs to be overridden by something. <laughs> and the taste of the beer is not as bad as, the drama from the day. But when you're young and like you have Kool-Aid and all these other things, you're like, beer does not taste good. Vodka, right. I, none want, of that I, I want a pina colada. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want that fruity thing. Yeah, those virgin strawberry daiquiris were my favorite thing as a kid. Right. Shirley Temples, you're all over. Yeah. Um, best tourist attraction that you will take people who have never been here. Besides the going on the water. That's like the go-to. Sure. I mean, we all know we got to get on the water. I... And I am biased because my one of my best friends is the curator. But what they've been doing at the aquarium lately mm-hmm. is awesome. Nice. She's been oh, – well, I, I, it's not just her. Obviously, it's her and the team and all that. But they have brought in cool new organisms. They're, they're doing some construction right now. Um, but it just – it's it has developed so much. And I think it's sort of something that people kind of forget about or yeah. have sort of – they saw how it was. And, and you know, and, it, and it's always been – it's always been good and it had – you know, some hurricane damage and all that, but they're really stepping up their game over there. Yeah. And I love going there and the it's turtles not like and it's stuff, so super cool. expensive or anything. I and mean, it's like great to go in. It's not like you're going to be there all day either. Right. You can go, you can pop in, you can see the new stuff. And I mean, my kid loves it. So I'm yeah. And they going. do, I, they do the local Sundays, I think like first Sunday of the month yeah. and all that. And you get in free. So yeah, I, I, I love going down there and checking out what she's doing for and, sure. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. Okay. The last and final question. Oh, it's okay. like Jeopardy. Um, Love Jeopardy. Give us a tip of the day. And that could be something like a new gadget, a new website, a new book you're reading, a weighted blanket you bought. Uh, oh, I do you're... like my weighted blanket. Yeah, my wife loves it too. <laughs> my kid's like all over it now. I'm, I, I can't even take it. I'm like, I feel like I'm suffocating under this big blanket. But... Oh, man. It could be a new uh... thought you're pondering. Brexit. It could be, you know, anything. <laughs> <laughs> How you need another glass of, of wine. That Always. Could, yeah. Um, shoot. I'm trying to think of like a good new gadget or cool thing. And I'm coming up so blank right now. Or a new, new food you're into. You're like going away from sushi, more into Chinese. I don't know. Anything. Um, we've been, uh, we started watching a new show called The Boys. It's about superheroes, but they're like kind of the superheroes are not perfect. Okay. Um, this so, is Netflix. Shoot. I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, it's not regular TV. It's 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 either Netflix or Amazon Prime okay, or one, one of those. those. Yeah, we don't have any real TV. Yeah, um, me neither. It's awful. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Um, but yeah, it's it's the superheroes are, you know, they 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 are 
specially abled. You know, they have these these different skills, but they're very flawed and cool. have their issues. And, and yeah, you just watch the first episode and you're kind of like, okay, it's a superhero show. And then like all of a sudden you're like sucked in somebody gets hurt and you're just like, well, what did they just do? And yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. It's All been right. cool. I've been enjoying that. And the kid, your the kid likes the show too. Can I, can my son watch that or, uh, or is it just more for, a- I think no, no, okay. No, there's way too much sex and violence. Okay. Forget it. Yeah. He's but, 11. He's not, I'm not ready for that. Not, well, it's I don't cer- want certainly cultures. not uh, Landon's eight year old. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think, okay. no, yeah, probably, you know, I'd say it's 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 R rated. I'll, I'll watch I'd a couple of I'll watch a couple of episodes for, for yeah. to make that determination. Um, all right, listen, this was great. Uh, where can people find about you, your social media, or if you want to just do Firefly and the restaurant, the URL? Where yeah, can no, you- I mean, I'm uh, my my social media is very just like QS Facebook. Like I said, you know who's who's working where, where am I out drinking on a Sunday fun day with Landon? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if 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 somebody a friend requests me and they, we have, you know, 50 mutual friends. I'll always say yes. Yeah. So I'm Trisha Coyne, T-R-I-C-I-A-C-O-Y-N-E on Facebook. And same thing on Instagram. Uh, then for the restaurant, Firefly Key West uh-huh. on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, you and know, we tried to make it on Snapchat. But that didn't work out. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a little skews a little too young. I don't know if they're going to be coming here and, and yeah. buying all the wine <laughs> that you, right. you wanted to buy. Um, and, and then, then fireflykeywest.com. Awesome. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, hopefully I'll have a lot more information available about our new ventures. I got a couple new things in the work, not, not just the restaurant, but I got another, uh, another super awesome creative artistic person that I am getting together with to help her do something create a business that she can showcase what she does as well. Awesome. Um, you're, and you're giving so, us the sneak peeks on that. I know. And I, I, I got to keep everything under wraps for the moment. Um, I should have got you that other glass close. of wine and I would have got a little more. Probably. Yeah. And that's, that's how it happens. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so all two that new stuff, ventures, one two new ventures. in the restaurant world and yes. one in the something else creative in the world. something else creative. Awesome. Helping a very talented friend, make her dreams come true. So and that one dropping in October as well or possibly yeah, we, we won't we, we won't we won't <laughs> nail down a month but sometime in the winter. Like you said city city licensing stuff um is challenging and takes a while but I think we've gotten over some hurdles so um hopefully September October. Cool. Uh, hopefully your, everything is going to be ready by Fantasy Fest. So we'll keep an eye out for all of your wonderful ventures and come yes. and eat at this amazing restaurant. I know I will, and I won't be coming here just to cure a hangover. I'll tell you that. Yes, uh, brunch every day, seven days a week, ten to three. Dinner every night, six to ten. Nice. Well, listen, it was a pleasure talking to you, and I look forward to. Uh, not cleaning the toilet in the back with you, but getting the your recommendations on wine for sure. <laughs> I wash my hands a lot, I promise. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye.